Clermont Northeastern District Download. Okay, I'm over here in the board office talking with Mr. Brandt. Uh, give us an update on the um, second quarter and how things are going and, and kind of talk about the future of the district when we talk about our COVID planning and, and things for the future. So first of all, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So how's it going here district-wide? District-wide, I, th I think uh, I could not be happier with the response of our community, our families, the students have been absolutely amazing in helping us enforce what we feel is uncomfortable types of requirements like masks and redoing lunch and redoing traffic patterns of how we pass classes. And my observations are that children are happy to be here generally. Uh, our discipline numbers have almost disappeared, that they've gone dramatically down with, with what's happening. Uh, our teachers have been amazing. Attendance has been great. We've not had problems with substitute teaching and things that normally would occur. And we got through the whole first quarter with no uh, remote days, having to send anyone who had not chosen to be remote home. Uh, so we, we asked parents and surveyed and got a tremendous result back several weeks ago about how we were doing as a district remotely. and what was the quality of instruction, was there anything else we could do to help, and our grades came back very favorable that they thought the district was doing a great job. And one thing we did that some of our neighboring districts did not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we chose to evaluate and work with our community on a quarterly basis with the remote issue. Yeah, why'd you guys pick quarters? Well, we felt that there was so much anxiety in the community prior to school and so little information about plans coming out from the governor, controversial issues around masks, around social distancing, athletics took a hit. We, we couldn't hardly get anybody into our games, which caused people a great deal of anger and up, being upset. So I wanted people to just test for a few weeks to see if remote was their best answer. I didn't want them to wait a half a year, especially for parents that had childcare issues or were in a situation where their work, where they weren't able to get there because of childcare. So we thought, let's give it a test. And I, I was really pleased. We, we went out in week seven and we surveyed, got a huge response back a huge response back in over numbers. 90 over 90% of our parents responded. Most of the comments were really positive. The few that weren't were helpful. They, they were legit types of things that we needed to con consider fixing, which we did. Um, but about half of the kids that were remote came back at the beginning of the second quarter. And we felt that that's really important for the parents all the superintendents in Claremont County, with the Claremont County ESC superintendent, Jeff Weir, we have a conference call with Julianne Nesbitt from the Claremont County Health Department at noon every Friday. And she's the director. She's the director of health, and that's who we've been basically getting all of our guidance from. And so when you first started talking, those calls were happening in the summer, but you didn't have any school data. That's correct. So you were saying we went to quarters because we, we as a district didn't have much data to go off of. That's correct. So now, what's Julie saying? Like, what have they learned about school now that we're well, 
12 with 10 weeks I think in. all parents are, are very keen on the scoring device that the governor uses, which is colors. Purple is horrible. Red is next to horrible. Orange, you're okay. We went from orange yesterday to red today based on total cases in Claremont County. Teachers were worried and I was worried and everyone was worried of what happens if you go purple because our original plan that was approved by the board in July said you have to go remote if you're purple. The guidance now says that's not so. What, what we can do is look at our own data, our own triggers through the health department, number of hospitalizations, deaths, so forth. And if we're not the ones impacting the spread, we will not have to close or go remote. That will be a local decision. In July, we were told it would not be a local decision, but that's now changed. The governor has said it's changed. It's up with local superintendents and boards. So his comments now is like, I'm not going to shut the world down. That's correct. In Ohio at the state level. That's correct. And then he said, well, you could do it at the county level. And now the county's even said, we're not going to shut you down at the county level. You need to make that decision in house. That's correct. So is there going to be a plan adjustment or a proposal? Well, what I will be doing is preparing additional recommendations for the board for the November board meeting that would adjust our last color uh, code, which be, would be instead of having to go remote, we would have the option to go, and then I would detail for the board how we would make that decision based on our own data and the trigger points. But the health department has been very clear that kids are safer in school than they are at home. Yeah, and, and, and it's crazy to hear uh, that be such a big shift because the spread in schools are so low from what she well, said. If you remember, they parted with the health department's doing, and by the, well, they're, by the way, they're overwhelmed with this, is contact tracing, which means if a student or an adult becomes positive, they then try to trace who they've been with, isolate, quarantine to stop the spread. What they found was that the schools were not the super spreaders that they thought they would be. What's happening is community spread and family cluster spreads where people are having large gatherings in their homes or socially, possibly not wearing masks or social distancing, and it's a community spread and a family cluster issue, not the school. So we feel and every, every authority believes that the kids, for any number of reasons, unless we are in, in, in the middle of spreading this, we're better off in school than out of school. And I know you let me listen to the call today. One of the things she even said was, no school could be such a bigger contributor to the spread everywhere, right? I mean, that's, that's like her, correct. her big thing was like, you might see it even explode more because now during the day, they're not having the structure they did before. That's correct. So it's important to, to make that adjustment. Um, so you say you're gonna be talking to the, the board and have them revisit the plan in November. That's correct. To give you the decision, the same decision you have now in red, you wanna be able to have in purple. That's correct. Um, what about the the mass requirement and the, the checklist? Is there something you wanna, we should really hit on about with families, like making sure that they bring? Well, the. A couple things. We realize that some people oppose the idea, but that's not an option for us. So the masks are required. 
I, my observations after school, watching some of the now basketball practices indoors and the tryouts here at the middle school, is that the coaches are very reasonable with giving the kids breaks and not having them wear them when they're sprinting and having breathing problems. So that sort of has, has been ironed out. The kids have been wonderfully compliant during the days. I've not had a case brought to me about non-compliance. Uh, but one of the things that we are running into trouble is, is that our budgets are really stretched. If you remember, we got cut almost a million dollars because of, of all this last year. Is please remember to have clean masks with the children when they get on the bus. We're running out of masks here when kids show up, are willing to wear the mask, but they forgot them. So we just ask parents if they'd redouble their efforts when we go for buses or they drop their kids off that they have a mask. Yeah, because we're not, the goal wasn't for us to be the main provider of all masks. No, the that, was the, the started, plan. that was the point to start it off with mm -hmm. and that let it catch up with the parents. Yeah, and I know the, the main thing is just as the spread continues, as to make sure that parents double their efforts with the COVID checklist every morning. That's correct. Something that they've got a temperature. That's correct. Go through the symptoms and see what's going on. Um, and the other great thing is our, our clinic continues um, to be an option for families. Uh, that's a godsend. I mean, for Mercy Health to put that kind of money into a health center here provides a ton of options for parents, the school nurse, faculty, uh, we, we can look right here at what's happening and get treated. They can deliver prescriptions. So the only thing we, we don't feel good about is, is that we don't have the signage yet that says community welcome. Yeah, everyone's welcome. There. Everyone's welcome. It's not just for school kids. It's for us. Adults, parents, Adults, grandparents, parents, whoever. whatever. Yeah, and the other piece of that too is uh, the... Um, the nursing assistant or whoever the medical assistant will be starting full-time in correct. November and then our nurse practitioner who will be full-time uh, starts at the first week of December that's so it'll correct. be five days a week very very soon so that's yes. something else to keep in mind. Um, is there anything else you want to share with families? Just just a, a huge thank you and a shout out that we, we appreciate your support we're, we're very appreciative of your input back on the surveys uh, we try to listen, but in order to listen, we have to ask the questions. Yep. So we know that sometimes they may be lengthy or sort of repetitive, but we, we really appreciate that feedback because we really see this as a partnership to keep our kids educated and safe. Yeah, and the one thing too, one of the feedback questions that I think you guys uh, have done a great job of is some people want to know what happens if we would end up going fully remote. And, and those plans are done now, they're finished. Yeah. We, each building has completed a complete remote plan. Uh, we would have those available. I don't foresee us ever having a situation where we're open on Thursday and closed on Friday. So I think we would have several days to implement. As you know, we have technology for everybody. Uh, so we would need a couple days to logistically get everything in order, but the plans are very well done and they're building specific and they follow all of the new standards for the state of Ohio by grade level. And so the, the thing we would make sure is as soon as we feel like there's some pressure on us, 
numbers wise, we would start communicating with community yeah, we members would do, and family. And we letting we them would know. do early alerts to parents to tell them that that if we're in trouble, we'll let you know, and if it gets too severe, then you'll have plenty of time to react. So it's not going to be like a snow day. We're not no. saying. No. That this is the unless issue unless it would be something critical that I can't even think about. We we we're, we're not going to strand any kids or not have kids safe in the buildings without parent supervision. Perfect. Okay. Uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Clermont Northeastern District Download.